G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. It's a funny thing, but when what we believe doesn't line up with how we live, then what we believe becomes less and less relevant. All of a sudden, faith turns into a nagging uncertainty. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond, and it's great to be back with you again. Today, we're going to take a look at your life from a different perspective. And stick with me, because at the end of today's message, I'll be telling you about our latest life application booklet. It's called Living a Life of Quiet Confidence. And I'd love to send you a free copy to help you do just that. Live the rest of your life with a quiet confidence in Christ. I talk to so many people who profess to believe this or that, but when you look at their lives, what you see is they live an uncertain life. For me, if I profess to believe that Jesus Christ died for me, if if I profess to believe that I have eternal life through him, which I do, you know something? I want to live confidently in that. Not arrogantly, no, just a quiet confidence and assurance to know where I'm headed, to know that I'm safe, no matter what life throws at me. For me, there needs to be a connect between my faith and my life, what I believe and what I do. And my hunch is, when those two aren't lined up, it becomes kind of hard to have any confidence in what we believe, because it's so different from what we're living and experiencing. I read this on a web blog called reallifepreacher.com. It really spoke to me. This is what the anonymous author writes. God, I don't have great faith, but I can be faithful. My belief in you may be seasonal, but my faithfulness will not. I will follow in the way of Christ. I will act as though my life and the lives of others matter. I will love. I have no greater gift to offer you than my life. Take it. You know why I like that? Because it talks about a faith that's alive. You know, what we believe in our heads and our hearts, sometimes it does wax and wane. Sometimes we do have questions. But what this person's saying here is that that might happen, but I know I can be faithful. You know, my, my beliefs might be seasonal a bit, but my faithfulness will not. I will follow you with my life. It's about living out faith. It's about living out hope. I mean, what's the point of believing in Jesus and not living as though we do? I mean, why do we do that? It's simple. Because we focus on what we can see. Our minds and our hearts are trained to react to situations and circumstances like Pavlov's dogs. Faith, on the other hand, is the gentle assurance of something we hope in, the conviction of something we can't see. So many people live their life like a candle in the wind, like a cork bobbing around the ocean, blown this way, blown that way. And at the same time, they move their lips and they utter the words, well, I believe in Jesus. Don't get me wrong. I'm not having a go at anyone. I'm just plainly and honestly setting out just how it is, setting the scene, if you like, for God's answer. God has a plan. God's plan is that we should live a confident life in uncertain times. Over the last few programs, we've been looking at a letter from the Apostle Peter to a bunch of Christians 
who were persecuted in the first century. And so they fled and they were dispersed right through the known world. And he deals with this, this disconnect between what we believe and how we behave this way. He says, therefore, prepare your minds for action. Be self-controlled. Set your hope fully on the grace that is given to you when Jesus Christ is revealed. As obedient children, don't conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. But just as he who called you is holy, say you be holy in all you do. Whenever you see a little passage start, therefore, you've got to think, well, what's he pointing back to? Therefore, what? Well, actually, he's pointing back to what Jesus did for us. He's pointing back to the certain living hope. He's pointing back to this. He writes these words earlier. He says, praise be to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, because in his great mercy, he's given us a new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish or spoil or fade kept in heaven for you, who through faith are being shielded by God's power. So he's pointing back to that. He said, because of what God's done for you, because of what Jesus did, and because of this inheritance and because of this new hope, therefore, prepare your minds for action. Be self-controlled. Discipline yourself. It's actually time to say, you know, I am going to be transformed by the renewing of my mind. I'm going to start thinking differently. God is talking here through Peter about bringing our actions in line with our faith. On a priority, a focus on this living hope, this sense that I'm going someplace and one day I'm going to stand in glory before Jesus, before God. I'm going to live the rest of eternity forever and ever and ever with him. I have a place where I'm going. My life is on track. And you know something? On the way, I'm going to prepare my mind for action. And because of what God has done, I am going to change. Now look at what Peter's saying again. Let's read it again. After we change our minds, after we prepare our minds for action, and we get self-control happening, set your hope fully on the grace to be given you when Jesus Christ is revealed. In fact, put all of your hope fully in the glory that we will have on that day that we stand with Jesus. His goodness, his forgiveness. How much of our hope? All of our hope in the grace of Jesus. Now, it's interesting. He now goes on and ties our thoughts and our hopes and our dreams to what we do. As obedient children, don't conform to the evil desires that you had when you lived in ignorance. But just as he who called you is holy, so you be holy in all you do. Why should we be holy? Because if what we believe and what we do aren't lined up, we'll go with what we do every time. I'll give you a small example. Before I became a Christian, I mean, all my my adult life in my career and even now in ministry, I do a lot of flying. I'm often on planes. And I guess I've flown thousands of times. Before I became a Christian, I used to hate turbulence, not because I got sick and I got over that. Because of the fear. You know when you're in a plane, if you've ever been in a plane, it gets really bumpy, you know, really up and down. I used to grip the arms of the chair and my knuckles would go white. You know, after I became a Christian, God really convicted me. The next time we hit turbulence in a plane, God really spoke to me and said, so who are you trusting? Who's your trust in? Because if your trust is in me, God said to me, then stop doing the white knuckle thing. And it was exactly what Peter's writing here. If I'm going to put all of my hope in Jesus Christ, I actually have to change my mind. And so this involved my mind. It involved saying, I am going to change my mind about this and then bring my actions in line with my faith. 
Of course there's some uncertainty. I mean, is the plane going to fall out of the sky? Maybe, but probably not. But you know something? What I believe and the one in whom I believe is more important than doing this white knuckle thing. And so I decided that I would prepare my mind to be ready for action. And I don't do the white knuckle thing anymore. In fact, I just sit through them and I have a genuine peace because my hope is in Jesus Christ. You know something? If that plane crashes, I'll just be with him a little bit earlier. And that's a pattern that I've followed in so many parts of my life. First thing, get the mind prepared for action. Just get our mind sorted out and say, I'm just not going to go down that road anymore. I'm just not going to think that thought anymore. And then to bring our actions in line with what we believe. It's a critical point. If we react to things with fear, if we react to uncertainty, if our mind starts racing away, all we have to do is deploy our mind. Get ready for action and say, you know something, God, this is hard, but I am going to bring my actions in line with my faith. Why? Because of the hope that I have in the grace of Jesus Christ. God has a plan. He wants us to have a confident life in uncertain times. There are so many things that life throws at us that frankly undermine our confidence. That's why I'd love to send you a free copy of our latest life application booklet, Living a Life of Quiet Confidence. And hey, at the end of each chapter, you'll find some life application questions, kind of to to help you think through and apply this rubber-hits-the-road teaching right into the realities of your life. You see, God's Word is alive and active, so I'm praying that through this booklet, He will help you live the rest of your life with a quiet confidence in Christ. You can request your free copy right now. Just stop by at ChristianityWorks.com or give us a call toll-free on 1300 722 415 and we'll send your booklet straight out to you in the post. Again, that's ChristianityWorks.com or 1300 722 415. Hey, thanks so much for joining me. I'm Bernie Diamond, and I'll catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.